Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Dog Talk. My name's Dave McMahon, and if we're meeting for the first time, I'm the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. If you heard the sound of change, it was my wife, Deb, putting some change on the counter after buying something uh, from the snack machine here in the staff room. What in the world have you gotten yourself into, Deb? What is this one? Hershey's Gold. This is the uh, the pretzels and peanut butter. It is, what is it, caramelized cream. Peanuts and pretzels. That is great. It was either yourself or your aunt that made the, a dessert one time with the pretzels yes. and the, uh, the caramel. Anything with... Blew my Peanuts and pretzels, I blew, love. Blew my mind, and yeah. uh, but you got to watch how much of this stuff you you have. It's all I know. It's all in moderation. I know. Well, we're glad you're uh, here with us. This is the uh, favorite part of your week, the favorite hour of your week. We like to say on the Dog Talk Radio Show, we'll blo- broadcast right till eight p.m. If you ever miss the show, don't worry, don't fret, don't panic. You can always go to the six ten cktb dot com website. All of my shows are podcasted, archived, so you can listen at your convenience. And uh, when you hear the podcast, there's no commercials. Some people like that if they're up against time restraints. They like to hear the podcast with no commercials. But without our commercials, we couldn't be here. And we do want to thank our sponsors for um, making the program possible. And we also want to thank uh, you, the listener, for tuning in each and every week. Uh, We've done five years so far on 610 CKTB. Time flies and we're having fun. It does. We're in great hands with our uh, Patrick, uh, our producer, Patrick. Patrick. (laughs) I ironed out my tongue first. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, guys. And uh, Patrick is a cat owner. Deb and I are the owner of two dogs. We have a chihuahua named Hannah Banana, and uh, we have a Labrador Retriever named Miley Moo. That's right. And we also have a studio dog that uh, runs around here named Rex. And then we have a, uh, a feline who uh, boots around here and tickles our toes. Uh, that's Suki. Say hello to Suki, everyone. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a fun show. Um, My guest has been on the program before. He's always interesting to listen to. Uh, He has what I would call a fun job. I mean, I've got a fun job running the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. He also has a fun job. And uh, he gets to work with his dog all day. And I I know he's got to work with people as well. Uh, Our guest on today's program is... Paul Parkinson, and uh, Paul is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. Uh, welcome to the program, Paul. Thank you very much, Dave. It's good to have you on the show again. 
Good to be back again. Long-time listener, first-time caller, so this is great. (laughs) (laughs) The last time you were on the Dog Talk show, you were in the studio with us. Yes, I was. We could reach out and and touch you and pester you, but now we'll do it over the phone. (laughs) That's what scared me at the time. Yeah. You know, Paul, I would love to be able to put this through the microphone, this Hershey's Gold. uh, Sounds like some kind of uh, marijuana of some sort, (laughs) but it's an actual chocolate bar they've got here at the radio station of the uh, uh, peanuts and pretzels. I don't know if you've got a sweet tooth, but... I do. I but definitely Deb, have a sweet tooth. Deb's got this going on here. Keep it away from me, Deb. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I don't want to be eating while I'm talking he, to Paul. He loves it. <laughs> We're glad you're, you're able to take time out of your uh, schedule, Paul. Well, happy to do it, Dave. I always like talking about the dog program. You know that. So you, you know it, yes. And uh, maybe you could give our listeners a little bit of history. Can, can we start with, uh, and, and if you don't have the exact date, maybe you can ballpark it. Like, in what year did the Canada Border Services Agency launch uh, a canine detection program? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I believe it was 1978, so uh, oh. long before I was born, Dave. Yeah. Uh, not that long, but 1978, <laughs> so in their 31st, 41st, 42nd year. Yeah, yeah uh, you weren't even born. You were still an itch in your daddy's pants then. <laughs> uh, that's correct. But uh, it started off as a pilot project in Windsor, uh, and then it's morphed into, uh, we're all across Canada now. There's 60-some-odd uh, teams uh, strategically oh. placed at all the uh, land, marine, and airports. So you've probably seen us on... Uh, documentary shows or even that show border security so. yes you know deb and i used we to love that show. we used to really enjoy watching the border security shows we haven't watched it in a while no no it's just some reruns on now yeah but we'd pop up some popcorn with uh we'd use the coconut oil to cook the popcorn yeah and we'd sit there and we'd binge watch and we'd watch the, the Canada Border Services uh, programs on TV, and we would get a real kick out of it, how the people would try to pull the wool over your All eyes. All the dumb people and the smart dogs. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, Paul, let me ask you, what are the requirements to become a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency? Is it some like somewhat like the NRP, where you have to be a constable for so many years and then apply to be on the canine unit? Can yeah. You take us through that. Yeah, we, we don't hire uh, out of house, so I, get, I do a lot of demonstrations at, at schools and universities, and that's probably the number one question I'm asked: is how do I become a dog handler? And you kind of have to take a few steps back and first get on with the agency. Yeah. Uh, so you have to be an officer for, and it's usually an experienced officer, someone who's been around for quite a few years, uh, someone who's enforcement minded or has shown the initiative to be involved with arrests and seizures, uh, usually contraband related at the border. Um, from there, um, there's a process, um, and you're, you're chosen. Uh, usually they cho- choose a few people to actually go to the college and uh, get a feel for the dogs, so the instructors actually watch the candidates for a few days. Usually there's several, three to six uh, officers who make it to that final stage. And then from there, uh, they'll pick uh, one or possibly two, depending on how many handlers they need, to go on a, a 10-week basic course with our agency to become a detector dog handler. Yeah, because you I mean just because you love dogs doesn't yeah, mean not everybody can do it. Doesn't mean you're fit, uh, you know, absolutely. psychologically to be working with a dog. Uh, psychologically and physically, but definitely I find the psychological part yeah. of it to be even uh, more strenuous at times. It's, right. Uh, the dogs can test your patience, as you know, Dave, and uh, that makes it such a rewarding job at the end yes. uh, that you can get this animal to actually uh, protect Canada for you when at the end of the day all, all it wants is its treat or its ball. Yeah. That's right. Now, maybe you could let the listeners know, how long is the, the detection dog training course when you take a dog from start to finish? Do you have a, is it 15 weeks, 10 weeks? Can you yep. talk about that? The course itself is, is 10 weeks. 
It's a course where you're paired up with usually several uh, dogs who have been pre-trained by the college, uh, the people at the college. Our college is in just west of Montreal in a little town called Rigaud, Quebec. So you're not actually working with a green dog. The oh, okay. dog sort of has been exposed to the odor before and exposed to sort of the patterns that we want them uh, to work in. Mm-hmm. When you're at the college, <clears throat> uh, you're going to learn the care, the maintenance, and training of the dogs. You're going to learn about the cone of scent, whereby, I mean, if you have an ice cream cone, the top of the cone is where the scent is weakest, and if you get to the bottom where the point is, that's where the cone of scent is strongest. And we teach the dogs to actually follow the scent and, and positively indicate which our dogs perform a sit reflex. They're passive dogs, as I know you know, Dave. Yes. And passive alert? Passive yes. alert, yeah. They're not active like you see on TV with uh, the police dog scratching and barking. Yeah. Uh, they'll oh. actually perform a sit reflex at the source of the odor. Yes. Um, on that 10-week course, you'll also go to live ports of entry, uh, all the surrounding area there, like La Col or uh, various ports along the Thousand Islands area, uh, airports in Ottawa, Montreal, etc., to get uh, the real-life experience for the dogs to get it as uh, close to real life as possible. Mm-hmm. Once that 10 weeks is done and you've selected the dog that you're actually going to be paired up with, the training doesn't stop. I've actually, I mean, I've been on almost 10 years, been on eight years, and the, I'm learning something new every day between mm-hmm. me and my dog. That's excellent. So they, they basically say you're still pretty green when you get back and you got to keep working at it um, and uh, creating a positive experience for that dog when you're working in your search environments. And so you, there's, there's maintenance training and, and there's practice Practice, uh, every shift is practice for me, and then the actual searches are, are an added bonus. You have to make work more fun for the dog than uh, sitting around at home. So that's that's the trick to making a dog work for as long as my partner has, because, uh, you know, I always say you can teach a dog to find anything, find peanut butter for you once in a while, but, like, mm-hmm. trying to get that dog to do that day in, day out for almost a decade is, is very challenging. So it's it's tough to find that right yeah, the dogs need the mental stamina, the physical stamina. Yeah. I mean, there's so many attributes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to take a short break, Paul. We want you to stay on the line. We'll continue our conversation with uh, Paul Parkinson. He is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. I'm Dave McMahon. I'm here with my wife, Deb McMahon, and we own the Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. And we'll broadcast till 8 p.m. right here on 610 CKTB. Uh, we're doing a little contest, however, so uh, put on your thinking cap it's your chance to win two tickets to Merrittville Speedway that's right you have a chance to win two tickets to Merrittville Speedway here goes the question what breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who actually needed a guard dog for protection was it a Doberman Pinsir, a Great Dane, a Pit Bull, or was it the Rottweiler? Call now, 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Your chance to win two tickets to Merrittville Speedway. Here's the question one more time. Which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who actually needed a dog for protection? I don't know why a tax collector would need a dog for protection. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Was it the Doberman, the Great Dane, or the Pitbull, or the Rottweiler? Call now, 905-688-2582. You're listening to Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by Invisible Fence of Niagara. Hey. 
Welcome back to Dog Talk and 610 CKTB. I'm Dave the Dog Man, here with my wife, Deb, my best friend, business partner. And I have sired two of her children. Uh, Just an interesting fact. I'm on the phone with Paul Parkinson. He is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. We're talking about uh, uh, detection dogs and Canada Border Services Agency uh, canine detection dog program. And uh, uh, Paul's got a lot of information to uh, to share with us. And we're in the midst of a contest right now. And I believe, uh, I'm just going to repeat it one more time, which breed of dog was originated in Germany and, uh, and uh, was uh, uh, owned by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection. Is it the Doberman Pinscher? And that's how you pronounce it, Pinscher, not Pinscher. You don't pinch as Doberman Pinscher. Uh, the Great Dane, the Pitbull, or the Rottweiler. And, of course, you have the number, 905-688-2582. Uh, looks like uh, Mike's trying to take a stab at it from the Garden City of St. Catharines. Let's slide over the phone here. Talk to Mike. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Dog Talk. It's Dave the Dog Man. How you doing, Dave? Good, buddy. Uh, how you doing tonight? Enjoying the show so far? It's really interesting listening to uh, Paul Parkinson talk about detection dogs, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's it. Okay, keep listening. We've got a lot of other good conversation coming up. So what is your guess? Is it the Doberman Pinscher, the Great Dane, the Pit Bull, or the Rottweiler? I guess the Rottweiler. Oh, that was a good try. We really appreciate it. Uh, but that is not the answer. Okay, but thank, thank you, you, Mike. Keep listening. All right, your chance to win the two tickets to Merrittville Speedway. Which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? Is it the Doberman, the Great Dane, the Pitbull, the Rottweiler? 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. That prize will be available right up until 8 p.m. Uh, we'll take a little break from the contest, slide over to our uh, guest, Paul Parkinson, and continue our conversation with Paul. Uh, again, he is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. Paul, you still there? I'm still here, Dave. Appreciate your patience. You've got a lot of patience working with the dogs, and you got a lot of patience to. working with, uh, with me. To. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we're glad you're here with us. We've said that already. I've got a bunch of questions for you. Sure. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was uh, how young will you start the dog in the training uh, program uh, for de- as a detection dog? Like, what would be uh, the youngest that you, you would start them, to your knowledge? Oh, it's uh, just under a year, Dave, so probably nine, nine ten months. Nine, uh, ten months, eh? To a year and a half. Uh, Sawyer was about a year and a half when I started with her. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And uh, also... Um, what, how long do you think, uh, or do uh, the records indicate that you've had a dog actively working as a detection dog? Um, I guess, what was the oldest dog, maybe, that you've had working as a detection dog before you had to retire the dog? Huh? How old would you say? Uh, no, no later than their 11th birthday, but generally speaking, most of our dogs work uh, from the ages uh, up until the age of 8 to 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, and then it's time to retire them. Yeah, after it's time that, time to sit on the couch, Dave. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know they say that no question is a stupid question. One of the uh, texters wanted me to ask you: um, Do you get to? Does the dog handler get to keep the dog and have it as a pet uh, once the dog is retired? Yes, we get the the, the first the pick. priority, the first pick. Uh, yes. A lot of handlers keep the dog. Some don't for a variety of different reasons, and mm-hmm. potentially they find uh, usually it's a coworker that'll adopt the dog out. Uh, worst case scenario, they'll send it back to the college in Quebec, and they'll find it a, a an owner. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, can we talk about the dog's housing? Um, when you're you're able to take the dog home after your shift, correct? Yeah, Sawyer and I are attached at the hip 24-7, so she Aww. comes home with me. Yeah. Now, she comes home with you. Does she uh, sleep in a crate? Does she sleep in an outdoor uh, insulated dog house with an enclosure? Can you can you talk about the, the housing situation for the dog once their, their uh, shift is over for the day? Yep, so uh, a home is a time to rest, and the agency will construct or does construct a, uh, generally speaking, it's a 4 by 10 enclosure with a dog house attached to it that is insulated. Um, the wind is blocked from it. The dog needs to stay out there uh, because it needs to be confined so that when it gets out, it goes to work. Work is fun. It also needs to develop its winter coat and develop uh, or shut off for the summer coat um, so it can adapt to the actual working environment. It doesn't Mm -hmm. come in the house because then it, generally speaking, uh, can get access to food. It won't develop that coat. It'll develop bad habits as well. There's also a liability concern, I imagine, as well. Yeah, you know, if the dog gets into something or even bites a bites a child, you never know. Yeah, and it's pretty much the same with the NRP, as far as I know. The dogs go home and they have to stay in their kennel or pen. But uh, this is uh, this is a, still a great life for the dogs. They have a lot of fun time, play time, a lot of work time, and they need to rest. And and I'm sure you'll agree, Paul. They need a break from their boss or their handler. Oh, absolutely. They <laughs> need know? a break from me, and and they need a break. Uh, uh, from other people as well. They can't be uh, stimulated by other people. They need to treat peop- other people as an object of uh, detection, something to right. search. So. Yeah. In- inquiring minds want to know if uh, what what brand of food, I don't know if you can say the brand or, or if you can't, what brand of uh, food can you feed? Do you feed the uh, the dogs? Does it vary from dog to dog? Um, is there, Are you feeding kibble or raw? I imagine you're feeding kibble. Kibble. Uh, I won't I mean, it's a, one of the Royal Cannon, I won't say the right. exact one, but uh, generally speaking, when you get back from the college, you'll have a consultation with the vet, and the vet will, uh, you know, recommend a, a food based on that dog's, I mean, oh, the breed, good. weight, and yeah. what it's actually doing, right? I mean, my dog will probably eat uh, different food from a Chesapeake Retriever that's actually, you know, not a working dog, and it's right. just uh, uh, sitting in someone's house all day uh, being a family pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, do you feed the dog once a day, twice a day? Uh, twice a day for Sawyer. Uh, I cut out all treats for her just because I don't want her becoming a Hoover vacuum when she's searching vehicles, right? Right. She has to, uh, she's control, I control feed her so she doesn't eat until I say eat. And uh, it's only kibble twice a day. She's really, really good when we do searches. If there's that French fry underneath uh, the seat, she, <laughs> leaves, she leaves it alone, which you can't say for a lot of retrievers, right? So You've just described my car. French fr- or an onion ring under the seat. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. Yeah, so twice a day you feed them the kibble, and uh, and that's it. Now, are they given any additives, any of the dogs, any anything else, or pretty much just a high-end brand of kibble for it's their diet? It's a very high-end brand for me, and I they know have everything. perhaps other handlers use additives. I can't speak to that, but I don't, but... Well, you you did mention the Royal Canin uh, food, and a lot of working dogs are fed that. A lot of security dogs, uh, various different police dogs, search and rescue dogs are fed that brand. It's it's, it's got the, pretty good food. It's got the right amount of fat and the right amount of protein. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's excellent. Well, Paul, continue to stay on the line. We're going to slide away uh, for another break. We're going to continue our conversation with Paul Parkinson. Uh, he is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services. Uh, right after these words, I'm Dave McMahon. I'm here with my wife, Deb McMahon. Stick around. There's more dog talk right after this. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon continues on News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by Invisible Fence of Niagara. You think that people would have had enough a silly love song? But I look around me and I 
Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone, on 610 CKTB. I'm Dave the Dog Man. Some know me as Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. We have dog obedience classes that start every single month. And you can go to the website for all of my contact information. And uh, you could come and watch a class and check it out. And uh, you might join after you watch a class. So go to the website for the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy. The website is davemcmahon.ca. So that's Dave McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N. .ca. And uh, we have a Facebook business page as well. you got to have one of those nowadays. It's called Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. We've got a lot of short little video clips on the Facebook page showing samples of what we do and tons and tons of uh, testimonials and reviews uh, where people will share their opinion of their experience at my dog academy. So, that's it. And uh, we're going to continue our conversation in a couple of minutes with uh, Paul Parkinson. He is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. Um, so don't try and smuggle any contraband over because those dogs are going to find it, no matter where you put it. That's right. Uh, so, But we are doing the dog trivia contest, and it's your chance to win two tickets to Merrittville Speedway. I know we've got Merrittville Speedway um, fans out there, and uh, these two tickets are compliments of Merrittville Speedway, which is very nice of them. So here we go. Which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector? Uh, this tax collector uh, needed a guard dog for protection. Is this breed of dog that we're talking about a Doberman, a Great Dane, a Pitbull, a uh, Rottweiler? You, you know, you could cheat if you want. I don't know if it's cheating. It's just a resource. I guess you could go to your friend Google, right, and you could check this out. Uh, call now, though, 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Toll free at one 2582 Again, the local number is 905 905- 688-2582. Which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? We know a tax collector is going to need some kind of protection. Why not have a dog to protect them? <laughs> was it the Doberman, the Great Dane, the Pitbull, or the Rottweiler? Call now, 905-688-2582, and we'll keep that prize available right up until 8 p.m. Let's go over to Paul Parkinson from the uh, Canada Border Services Agency. He's a detection dog handler. He loves his job. He gets to work with his dog all day. <laughs> hey, Paul, appreciate your patience. No problem, Dave. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is if you could let the listeners know exactly what the dogs at the Canada Border Services Agency are trained to detect. Can you specify, please? Yes. Uh, of the 60-some-odd teams that we have, they're trained to detect uh, drugs, firearms, food, plant, animal products, as well as currency. Uh, my dog in particular is certified for narcotics and firearms. Excellent. So it's a huge spectrum of drugs as well, right? Yeah, there are a variety of different soft and hard odors, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, now, are you able to tell us, I don't know if we can go off the grid here, but are you able to tell us some of the hiding spots where people have attempted to uh, conceal uh, contraband to smuggle it into the country? Like, uh, I'm assuming some people would put it in, I mean, you've heard of it all and you've experienced it all. Some people would actually put it into the seats of their vehicles or hide it in the engine. Are there any other places that uh, you've seen? Well, I mean, or that you could talk about. Well, I mean, basically, you just uh, use your imagination, right? Yeah. Just, uh, the 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 last place we're going to look is probably the first place that a smuggler is uh, going to want to hide it. Um, I can't talk about anything too specific, no, no. but I can tell you that I mean, 
my God, even with, before the dog, I mean, I've been working with the agency for 18 years, but uh, with Sawyer and I, um, she's found uh, narcotics in, I mean, people's hats, uh, in the dashes of vehicles, in shoes, like you said, stuff in the seats, um, in the ceilings of vehicles, the B pillars, uh, inside a working cell phone. I had her find a little bit of dope before. Um, I mean, a- anywhere you, you can think of. In, in a house. cell phone, in a cell phone. In a working cell phone, yeah, and she found that. Oh so it, it's really anywhere, and then, of course, I mean, down people's pants or in their underpants or in their brassieres and stuff like that. So it, it you know, it, it's anywhere, just use your imagination. Anywhere but, where they can shove it. Exactly, but the dog, um, obviously, with the <laughs> sense of smell that it has, is, is able to uh, detect that and tell us where it is, and then we can go from there. Right. Tell us about your, your canine working partner, Sawyer. What do you want to know about her? Uh, Well, maybe you could let the audience know uh, uh, a little bit about her personality, how old she is, what color she is, the breed of dog she is. Well, she's a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Yes. For those uh, who are unfamiliar with that breed, it's basically a Mm -hmm. chocolate lab with a thicker coat. Yeah. Um, She loves the water, obviously. Um, She likes long walks. She likes hanging out with me. I've been working with her for about eight years. Um, She's got a very friendly demeanor, very friendly personality. Um, She's, I mean... We don't work with uh, police dogs. We don't work with the pointy-eared dogs, so she's not uh, an aggressive uh, type of dog because we do have to search people. Yes. Uh, so we use the whole agency as a whole uses the flop, what we call the floppy-eared breeds, right? She's right. a she's a friendly bitch. <laughs> she is because searching people is like half of what we do. Um, so that's pretty much her. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much more to say about her. She's been a great partner for the last. Uh, Eight years. She's towards the end of her working life, and I, I do plan on retiring her when we're done. Oh. Yeah, and then you will keep this this sweetheart. Oh yeah, I have to. Yeah, so you've they got become, a, they become a part of your family, even yes. though the interaction is limited at home. I, I do have kids, and they they do love the dog uh, probably just as much as I do. So excellent, excellent. Well, she's lucky to have you, and vice versa. Uh, so if you could just hold on for one moment, uh, Paul, we're going to just have to slide over the old telephone. We're going to go to uh, Kevin in the uh, city of Fort Erie. Uh, hi, Kevin. Welcome to Dog Talk. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Deb and I are sitting here enjoying a great uh, conversation uh, with Paul Parkinson from the Canada Border Services Agency talking about uh, detection dogs. And, uh, of course, we got this contest going, which I think is the reason you're calling. That's it. All right. So which breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? Was it the Doberman, the Great Dane, the Pitbull, or the Roddy? I'm going to say the Roddy. Oh, that's not the right answer. That one was mentioned already. But we do appreciate your try, Kevin. Continue to listen because uh, it's getting real juicy now, getting real interesting. Let's go over to Ryan in the Garden City of St. Catharines. Uh, good evening, Ryan. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave the Dog Man. Yeah, how are you? Good, buddy. Do you want to take a stab at it? What breed of dog uh, was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? Was it the Doberman, the Great Dane, the Pitbull, or the Rottweiler? I'm going to say the Doberman. You got it! Yeah. You got it! You got it! Right on, brother. Put your paws together. Did you go to Google? How'd you find out? No, no, I took a guess. My guess was going to be Rottweiler, I guess. That's oh, my God. Idea. You would have been the third one to say it. Can you imagine? <laughs> if you would have said Rottweiler, I would have pulled the last of my hair out of my head. Then you would have had to just mention the three other dogs. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> congratulations. Stay on the line, Ryan, because our producer, Patrick, is going to explain how you're going to get your tickets to Merrittville Speedway.
Thank you. Thank you for listening. And let's continue our conversation with Paul Parkinson, detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. So you're telling us about Sawyer. Uh, she's got a great <coughs> temperament uh, and, and a super good working dog. Uh, one of the things I wanted to know is bathing the dogs. A- as a working dog, Paul, do you uh, bathe her very often? Are you concerned about uh, drying out the coat? Do you give her a bath once a month? Someone wanted me to ask you that. I play it by ear. I do, do you, on a need to basis, I guess. Eh? Pretty much, not as often as I would if it was uh, probably a family pet. Uh, but uh, yeah, if the da- if she gets the dry skin and uh, you know starts scratching herself perhaps yeah. mid search, then it's probably time to give her a bath and uh, uh, get rid of that dry skin. But I would say on average, just over once a month for me. Yeah, Maybe because it, two months. But once yeah, every labs, month, eh? labs their skin gets dry. Yeah, and yeah. the Chesapeake Bay Retriever, same kind of thing. Yeah, eh? the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so, talk, can you talk about the breeds of dogs? I mean, there's a lot of Labrador Retrievers as detection dogs uh, still with Canada Border Services Agency. Is there not, Paul? Yes, there is. That's the, that's the uh, the majority of our dogs. I would is say that the flagship flagship breed of dog that yeah that I would we see? say that. But I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's really uh, any dog with a great temperament that's got a strong a strong drive to work. So I, I, I've seen flat coat retrievers, I've seen spaniels, um, every type of lab. Uh, the beagles are very popular at the airports for um, sniffing out food um, and a variety of other different uh, mixed breeds as well. <clears throat> we still have people trying to smuggle over all kinds of different food? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. What's wrong with these people? Eh? It's primarily from overseas. Okay. A lot of people don't even understand that you can't bring it. No, no. Well, yeah, that's the thing too—is is education, right? A lot yes. of people, it's just ignorance to the law. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. What other breeds have you had, uh, Paul? So working at the border. Yeah. Uh, especially in this area, that's it's basically the Labrador Retriever is the primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you don't really have any of the shepherds or anything. You want more of the the calmer sort of uh, passive, easygoing kind of good-tempered. Uh, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, uh, and this is based on. I don't have any of that information in front of me, but I believe it was the early 90s that the uh, agency phased out the uh, the shepherds. I believe we used to use them yeah. you know, back in the day, but we just don't use them anymore because they're too aggressive, and we do search people. Right. Now, a lot of people are surprised that you do have the currency detection dog. Uh, um, a lot of people like to smuggle money. That's it? Yeah, yeah. we have uh, currency dogs strategically located across Canada as well. Sawyer's not trained to detect currency, but... Uh, uh, they are strategically located where the agency feels they need to be uh, situated to where the currency smuggling is the greatest. Can you talk about the types of rewards that you use for the dogs? I mean, I imagine you would use the ball, the Kong toy. Do you use sometimes, do you use any food at all with any of the dogs as a reward? I have seen one handler using a lab, and he did use food. For the most part, and I'd say 99% of us uh, don't use food, at, right. least, at least the handlers uh, that I train with, with the CBSA. Um, I use basically anything. Sort of the running joke with me is that I always have a variety of different balls, kongs, or uh, ropes in my pockets. My okay. cargo pockets are usually pretty big because I like to switch it up for Sawyer. Yeah. So, yeah, anything kong, uh, kong with a rope attached to it, uh, even a tennis ball, something as simple as a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rope uh, to tug with. She is a retriever, so she does like to uh, retrieve and bring back to me, but that's problematic at the land borders I work at a lot of the time because of all the vehicles that are present uh, backing up in, secondary, in uh, the secondary inspection areas or driving through. So she's often on, on leash, and uh, usually it's a quick reward. Uh, and then back in the truck, if I'm searching at a warehouse where I can actually retrieve 
with her, I'll, I'm more inclined to use the balls or the kongs that she can bring back to me because that's the favorite thing. That's her favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. The balls mm-hmm. and the kongs, yeah, yeah, they seem to be the favorite uh, choice of reward for uh, detection work. Uh, please uh, stay on the line, Paul. We're going to uh, take a short break, and we're coming right back with more Dog Talk. We'll continue our conversation with Paul Parkinson uh, from the uh, Canada Border Services Agency. He is a detection dog handler, and uh, we're talking dogs on the Dog Talk radio show. I'm Dave McMahon, and we'll be back right after this. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Sure glad you're uh, spending your uh, uh, Monday uh, night with us for the last uh, almost coming up on one hour. We broadcast every Monday night, 7.05 p.m. till 8 p.m. on 610 CKTB. Remember that all shows are podcasted and archived, and you can go to the 610CKTB.com website, click to shows, you'll click to Dog Talk, and there you go. It's all right there in front of you. And uh, Deb's got a question. Uh, We're talking with uh, Paul Parkinson. Deb's got a question we're going to be asking Paul about, uh, and her question is uh, she wanted to know if uh, he has seen, and my guess, would be yes, but as, as Paul seen children be used, uh, you know, to smuggle contraband. My guess would be yes, but we'll, we'll ask Paul of that in just a moment. Uh, but we are giving away one other thing on today's program. It is a gift basket filled with coffee. I love coffee. I'm sure many of you do. A gift basket filled with coffee, mugs, and other treats. Compliments of Sunset Grill. Sunset Grill all day breakfast on McLeod Road in Niagara Falls. Not only is it a gift basket get filled with coffee and mugs and all the other goodies inside. Uh, beautifully uh, beautifully decorated, this basket. Also contains a $25 gift card uh, that you can use for uh, Sunset Grill on McLeod Road uh, in Niagara Falls. And Deb and I love the breakfast there. We always share the veggie omelette. So, a uh, skill testing question. Which breed of dog has the longest ears? Which breed of dog has the longest ears? Is it the Polish Hound, the Basset Hound, the Shih Tzu. Is it the Polish Hound, the Basset Hound, or the Shih Tzu? 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Which breed of dog has the longest ears? Polish Hound, Basset Hound, or the Shih Tzu? If you get the right answer, you win the $25 gift card to Sunset Grill All Day Breakfast on McLeod Road in Niagara Falls, along with this big, beautiful gift basket that they have donated for the Dog Trivia Contest today, filled with uh, coffee beans and mugs and some treats. 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582. Which breed of dog has the longest ears? The Polish Hound, the Basset Hound, or the Shih Tzu. There you go. Paul Parkinson is still with us. He's from Canada Border Services Agency. Paul. Yes, Dave. Uh, Deb wants to know. I said, well, you ask him. Don't be shy, Deb. But I don't know. Don't be shy. Yeah, come on, Deb. You've met Paul here when he was on the show a few years back. I'm not shy. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, you wanted me to ask him, or or maybe not. But anyway, we were just talking, and Deb wanted to know if you've ever had children be used to smuggle contraband. And, of course, my guess would be yes. Yes, I have 
seen that. I can't really speak to it. No, but, no, uh, no. I mean, you yeah. can't give specifics, but no. with, with all the people crossing the border, I mean, so many of them are, most people are just very law-abiding and, and wouldn't do uh, anything to hurt a fly. But from time to time, we do get the uh, the really bad people that'll do anything to get uh, get. I think that across. would be the worst thing someone could do. You yeah, know, absolutely. Is to, to involve a child, I yes. guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Or to, to pack it on a dog in, yeah. in some way, shape, Terrible. or form. Or pack it in a dog in yep. some way, shape, or form. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about genders, Paul. Uh, first off, uh, with handlers. And now you have both female and male handlers at Canada Border Services Detection Dogs, correct? The, handler, the, the, the handlers, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. both female. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I know that you have both female and male <laughs> handlers. My question to you is, yeah. do you think that the uh, the female handlers bring anything uh, uh, different to the table than a male handler? No, not at all. I think we're both the same. Yeah, you're I, both the I've same. I've trained with so many different handlers and so many different agents. They all get trained the same way. I didn't know if you were the female handlers were more or more empathetic or uh, <laughs> softer. Or? No, I, I've seen really, really good. No, I think the I've women are ones. a little bit stricter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul's saying they're they're pretty equal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same for the the dogs as well. Yeah. We, we don't discriminate in terms of the sex. Uh, it really doesn't matter if it's uh, male or female. Yeah. That's good. Now, how about the general public petting the dogs? I mean, obviously not while you're in the midst of a search, for instance. But uh, if you're on the sidelines somewhere, I mean, you have somebody say, can I pet your dog? Uh, how do you handle that? How do you feel about that? And what do you want the public to know about that? Uh, for me, it's a, uh, I mean, Sawyer has a big uh, uh, patch on her collar that says, do not pet. Yes. Uh, I, my dog is very affectionate. And if she starts getting pet by people, then she's going to go to people not to sniff drugs, but to get her back yes. So that's my mentality. And she won't want to work. She'll want to go. Yep, yeah, and I kindly explain that to people. I have seen other handlers in our agency and other agencies allow it. It's it's really sort of the handler's preference. Um, usually what I'll do, especially if they have kids, I have little trading cards for Sawyer. I'll hand it out to them just to, they can take that home instead of the pet, and usually they're pretty happy with that. Oh, that's good. And that's a great souvenir, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think so. They love that. Paul, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to join us on the Dog Talk Radio Show again. Oh, I'll be on again, Dave. Don't you worry. Oh, right on. <laughs> we really appreciate that. And uh, we thank you so much for uh, for sharing the information uh, and, and covering so much ground with us uh, on today's program. So uh, you have yourself a good night, Paul, and keep up the amazing work you're doing with your dog and the entire team of detection dog handlers with Canada Border Services Agency. Uh, keep up the amazing work you guys do. Thanks, Dave. Have a good day, everybody. Yes, thank you, Paul. That was Paul Parkinson, detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. He's been on the show uh, about three times now so far in the last five years. Always interesting to chat with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kind of go all over the map when we talk with him. Everything about the kind of food the dogs eat, the kind of rewards they get for training. And we covered a lot of ground on today's program. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to go to Jeff in uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, Welcome to Dog Talk, Jeff. How you doing, Dave? Doing good, Jeff. How's it going with you? Not too bad. Okay, listen, are you going to try and win this uh, this prize that we're giving away? Going to try and fill my belly at the sunset. <laughs> the sun. Have you been to Sunset Grill? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the breakfast so there you know is wonderful. How, you know how spectacular it is. Yes, I do. So which, which breed of dog is it that has the longest ears? And what, what are my picks again? You got- I know which one it is, but... Yeah, you got the, uh, the the Basset Hound, the Polish. That's the one. The Basset Hound? That's the one. You nailed there it. You go. 
Congratulations, Jeff. You've got a beautiful gift basket, compliments of the Sunset Grill on McLeod Road in Niagara Falls. That's the store that gave it. Of course, there's um, mugs and coffee beans and all kinds of goodies, surprises in this beautiful gift basket that they've prepared for us along with the $25 gift card. You have a yummy breakfast or lunch. It's the best breakfast place I I really enjoy love going. It. It we really absolutely is. love it. Beautiful. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening, Jeff. And uh, stay on the phone because Patrick's going to explain how you're going to pick up your prize. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thanks. Take care. And thank you, the listener, for joining us on the Dog Talk radio show. We broadcast worldwide every Monday night, 7.05 p.m. till 8 p.m. You can listen on your phone. That's right. You can listen on your cell phone. Just get the iHeartRadio app and you're listening on the phone. You can listen live online, on your computer, your laptop, any device you want, tablet. Uh, Listen directly from the website. 610cktb.com or you can listen on the radio because the radio is not an obsolete appliance. No, it's not. 610 on the AM dial. Good night, everyone, and thank you for listening to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon and Deb and I are out of here. See you later. Thanks, Patrick. Bye. Bye.